Where's this uh, song rank on your holiday uh, Not music very high. list? Not uh, very uh, high. No, no. Doesn't do me any goodness. I like this song. Really? Okay. All I want for is this all I want for Christmas? This what do you want for yeah. Christmas? This is Mariah Carey, correct? Yeah, I like this song. Oh, okay. I like it. I like you know. What about is it there? because you like Mariah Carey, or is it because you like the song? Well, back in the day, yeah, back in the day, it got it done in every way, shape, or form. The song or Mariah Carey? Everything, yeah, everything. Okay. What about you, Thayer? Do you like this song? Uh, it's not one of my favorites. No? I'm kind of an, yeah. old, kind of an old school guy. You Me know, too. I grew up in the 60s where I still like uh, Frosty the Snowman, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the Grinch that sold Christmas, all those types of TV shows and the songs that go along with them. Hard Rock, Coco, and Joe. If, you're, if, you, I... grew up, if you grew up here in the Chicagoland area and you know them from uh, Fra- uh, family, or Fraser Thomas in the morning. Sure. Yeah. I'm, I, how about a, like a baritone delivery of I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas? I mean. Yeah, you know? I mean, that you can't go wrong with that. Yeah. You know. Silent Night, all those kinds. Sylvie know. just wants to take his pants off and listen to Mariah Carey <laughs> sing Christmas songs. Right, just, I know. He said he got it done every way, shape, and form. <laughs> right. That, I, I, it's like, even, I mean, uh, you know. Bad visual, isn't it? I wish you would have said that before you hooked me up on, this, on the radio. <laughs> you by the just, way, Tom's brought to you by Hawk Mazda. The people at Hawk Mazda love this conversation. Yeah, of course they do. Uh, those are that I, I like the tandem uh, spot too with uh, the two yeah. Toms uh, for Hawk. By the way, you'll appreciate this too, Sylvie, because of the experience with Tom and he's 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 very uh, punctual. Okay, he's always on time. He's he's actually there earlier than he needs to be. He's on Coughlin time for everything. That's my assumption. When I got to the studio to do the television commercial. He was sitting on a stool in the studio, and when I walked in, I could <laughs> see like he was a little bit like, where the hell have you been? Never. Not with you, T. Waddle. So. You're one I of my favorites so. of all time. Back at you. Back not at you. Not a chance. Tell me the truth, yeah. though. Were you a little peeved that he was late? No, I wasn't. I, you know, not at all. I, I promise I, think I was, I was not. Because I, I, I was able to do some stuff before he got there. And then yeah. I, you know, as I got to observe his professionalism, so I was a little intimidated after hearing all these commercials he does, everything from gambling to jewelry stores to Hawk yeah. Auto. You know, That's I right. mean, the guy is the guy is proficient, man. The He's more you can sell, man. The more you can sell. Yeah. What did Ditka used to tell us? The more you can do, kid. The more you can do. The more you can do, the longer we'll keep you. Exactly right. That's, that's exactly fantastic. Right. Um, Tom Thayer joining us on the Car Axe Tire and Auto Hotline. It's uh, Waddle and Sylvie as the Bears uh, take on the Cardinals. I teased uh, going into you, Tom, that um, Patrick Finley in the Sun-Times wrote an interesting article regarding uh, Justin Fields' fourth-quarter lack of production and um, his passer rating being low. I know Dan Weeder in the Tribune has uh, written about that and talked about that quite a bit. What do you see with Justin Fields uh, in the fourth quarter throughout his career? Is this, is this a collaborative effort regarding his failures and the team's failures? 
You know, are you talking about on the road or at home? I Both. think because when you, when you're talking about on the road and it's a close game and the crowd stays into it and they stay in their seats, it creates a difficult difficult atmosphere for timing at the line of scrimmage. What computes to protection and sometimes you have a little dysfunction in the timing of routes. Sometimes the play calling um, and flying by the seat of your pants in terms of not having any preparation for what you're calling or what you're thinking about beforehand or, you know, the specific down and distances. And, um, you know, I, I think the Bears have a, an ability to be more of an attack mode when they're at home, when they're in control of the line of scrimmage. And, um, you know, I don't I don't know if I've seen evidence of it at home as much as I have on the road. And so, you know, that's that's one of that's always been one of my concerns. And even last week, it was a it was pretty loud in Cleveland. And um, I that, that that created a certain dysfunction. And then you got to, you know, you know, guard against guys like Miles Garrett and some of the other defenders. It's it's never and you know, it's never an easy uh it's never an easy road for any quarterback. What bothered you most about the the collapse in Cleveland Cleveland on on Sunday, Tom? Um, you know, it's not. It, I was more disappointed in the number of three. They had a four and out, but they had seven three and outs. Yeah. And you know, no. You know, um, what was I? I was there is no. Um, um, oh God, what what am I searching for? Sustained um, drives. Well, no, there there is no um, bread and butter to their offense. Right, there There's is nothing they can the, lean on. Right, there is nothing. Some during the some of the difficult times, they have a couple of go to plays that they can run, whether the opponent knows it or not, and then it can put you into more of a favorable third down situation. And whenever you go third and seven or less, it seemed like they had no hope at all. And then I was really disappointed in that goal line stand that Cleveland put up. And they had three penalties during that goal line stand. And not one of those times, even though they ran every one of those plays from center field, that they did not give Justin an opportunity to outrun everybody to the pylon when he's been successful of that before. And when you have design runs on the goal line with Justin Fields, you have extra blockers because you're not going to hand it off. That means that you can put Kari blasting game or you can put Mercedes Lewis or else you can put Roshan Johnson in there as a type of a personal escort into the end zone. So it was, a, you know, a couple of those factors, whether it was that goal line stand or just the number of three and outs that, uh, they, you know, they were really, you know, causing themselves. Tom, Tom when you, when, when you, they, I was going to say real quick, when they go through this, this, this evaluation process, it's something that I've harped on, and I don't know if it's something just unique to my brain or as other people feel the same way, but when you have a decision or decisions of the magnitude that Ryan Poles has at the end of this year, whether it's coaches, it's the quarterback, it's the entire – whatever it is, the entire offense – when you when you evaluate things, how much do you look inside some of the situations and say, "Hey, it's great to be really offensively, you know, explosives against the Commanders or or against the bottom five Lions defense." But when we face the Kansas City Chiefs and the Vikings twice and the Cleveland Browns, we can't get anything going on. And I'm not pointing the finger at any one person. 
it's you know it, 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 it everyone's culpable um but does when you make a decision if you're a front office guy do you weigh those games more than other games because let's face it Tom we don't want to be 5 and 8 or 5 and 9 and in the hunts what we want to be is 9 and 5 and leading the way and can you get to be one of those 9 and 5 teams and leading the way in the NFC if you struggle as mightily as you do against the better teams and the better defenses in the in the league yeah, you know, I, I agree. You know, the thing about it is, to me, if, if I'm going to go back and I'm going to try to evaluate the quarterback specifically, and I say, okay, I have a sheet next to me and I know what the play, I know the play that's called, and then I know the one, two, three options, and I, and I take the tape and then I stop it at the final drop step of the quarterback, and then I look at the receivers, if they're open or completely covered, and then are, are you making your – rotation of your head from one to two where is two at in those terms and then where is three at in those terms if you're just not not playing by the architecture of the offense then i it would you know create some concerns in my head that you're still relying on your assets which is escapability athleticism and running ability rather than what you need from a quarterback and that's running the offense according to the specifics of the play called against the defense you're seeing exactly where and when the ball should leave your hand. If, if, if every single play is just a chance, then, you know, I, I have some concerns about that. When you look at, you know, teams that have, you know, good quarterbacks throughout history and you see where and when and how they throw the ball, there seems to be a specific, a specific tempo and timing to the offense. Um, even the great throw that Justin made to Cole Komet for the touchdown, that's not the design of the play. Right, It's, it's a hesitation and drop. Buy some time behind the line of scrimmage find a receiver that has lost his coverage and then get him the ball. And all those things that Justin did is super admirable. And there's not a lot of quarterbacks that can do that in the league. However, if you're looking of the efficiency of an offense and, and how it's run according to plan, that's what I think when the guys are sitting up there trying to go through their evaluations those are the, you know, that's what they, that's how they have to look at, and that's what they have to look at. Um, and, you know, dynamic athletes are, you know, there's, there's not a lot of them like Justin. However, there's a specific design to a three step drop to a five step drop that coordinates with the protection and what you got, what you're trying to get out of your offensive line. Or if you're trying to evaluate offensive linemen and you have a specific hole called, but Rarely there is a specific hold call because everything's a zone blocking nowadays that it gives the running back a lot of different options. But, you know, whether you're evaluating offensive line, running backs, tight ends, to quarterbacks, to receiver, you, you have to do it under the architect of the offense and exactly where and when they're supposed to be and the decisions that are supposed to be being made according to the play called. Interesting stuff, Tom. Uh, one thing that we were um, very interested in as well coming into the season was, and this has gone under the radar as far as I'm concerned, is the development of Braxton Jones. And 
I, I, I'm not certain, but I don't. I, I, I can't watch it like you do or like Yurko does, who played on the defensive side of the line. What do you see from Braxton Jones this year, and are you not as um, enthusiastic about him in year two as you were in year one? You know, I, I am. I, I, I'm enthusiastic about him. He's super intelligent. He doesn't make mental mistakes. He doesn't have a lot of penalties. He's able to use his length. But to me, um, you know, you, you spend your lifetime as an offensive lineman, always try to get stronger the next year than you were the last year. In Braxton Jones, even though he has great length and great intelligence and he's super durable, there's still you need to get stronger. You need to get more developed in your lower body strength and still be able to keep your bendability. You need to be stronger in your upper body to have a, a you know, to do, when you deliver a blow either in a run game or a passing game, you're creating a stalemate in the pass and you're creating movement in the, in the running game. And to me, I, I just think that um, strength is something that, uh, uh, you know, not only Braxton, but I think there's a lot of guys that need to become enormously stronger. And that was one of the encouragements that we always had in the weight room when I was with the Bears. And it became a, a building of camaraderie. It, it became a sense of pride in the in the weight room that could be transferred to the football field. And I always felt that the entire time that I played in the NFL, I could be out athlete, but I was never going to be out strength. And I think that was one of the confidences that I always brought to the field. And I think, you know, whether you have a body like mine, you know, six, six, three and a half, six, four, or a guy like Braxton Jones, that's six, six, you can still gain strength that transfers to the football field and that's what I would like to see and I would set standards of requirements of you know requests to get this strong and uh, I I think it would benefit you on the football field and that's some of the things that would benefit you in the fourth quarter if you could be physically strong against your opponent and it could last for 17 games in four quarters, I think that takes a toll on an opponent as much as anybody, any any asset that you have. Do you have all your Christmas shopping done? And what did you get uh, Joniak for, for Christmas this year? Uh, we're in agreement. He gets me nothing, and I get him nothing. Oh, really? If you were to buy him something, what would you buy him, Tom? Um. I would buy him a lanyard for his glasses, mm-hmm. and I would buy him a, an attachable uh, cell phone case for his body. It's not bad. So he doesn't lose them or leave them in the bathroom or forget them wherever the last place he was. Nice. All right. We will, uh, or at least I will. I will see you in the booth. Hey, are I'm- you healthy? I'm getting I'm getting there. Are you? Are you healthy? Yeah, yes, I'm healthy, but listen, I breathe out the window. You breathe right down my back. Well, I'll it's stay true. away then. I mean, I'll 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 give you distance. I will oh, not No, no, no. I will I not just, breathe I, downwind. I mean, <laughs> I just want to make sure that you're you're feeling okay and uh you know, I got a I got a big New Year's Eve plan and I want to make oh, sure Oh, what do you got? No, whoa, I, whoa, I, we I, have I'm tell. joking. 
I'm joking. I'm 100% <laughs> joking. i just been what? listening to you the last couple of days and knowing that you've been a little under the weather. Yeah. The, I, 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 well, I heard calm. that you were blaming me for your sickness, and, and we dispelled that nonsense. Oh, because... I blamed everybody who would listen that it was okay. your fault. Yeah, but because like, there's yeah. no chance you got sick on Friday after you saw me on Thursday night. The incubation right. period I got sick significantly on Friday after longer. I saw you, thir- you sat next to me for five minutes and behind yes. me for two hours. And yes, you were but, exhaling when I was inhaling. Okay, that's fine, but the the incubation period is not like twelve hours for sickness, Tom. I'm no doctor, but I even know that. Yeah, I don't know, T. Waddle. You yeah. you've been pretty violently phlegmed up, and that's all I heard for a week and a half. So, all right, blame me. That's fine. It's cool. Uh, you can't I'll take it, Waddle. You can't I'll wear it. I will wear can't. it. You got it. No problem. All right. Well, I'll, I'll, I may see you Sunday. And like I, you, better, I won't. So happy holidays and Merry Christmas Sunday. to you. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, like along. now I don't know what to do because like a couple weeks ago you said I didn't say hi, and then now this now this time you're now shaming me that I'm going to be too sick. Oh, just get to the game and hush up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Put smokes. Tape and ass. Really, Mister Sensitive. Yeah. I thought Jodiak yeah. was sensitive. It's these media guys, Tom. It's what I'm telling you, Waddle. He's Holy the best. smokes. All right, Tom. See All you later. All right, you guys. Have a great holiday, buddy. There you go. There's you too. Bear. Thanks, you guys. Tom Thayer. He's great. He's Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he's he's fantastic. I heard him calling to, uh, to uh, Peggy and Dion on Saturday, too. And did he, uh, he had a little bit of a raspy voice as well, didn't he? Oh, for the last week he's had. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. has. I, I, everybody. I think I heard. Did you watch the game last night? The uh, the Rams and the and the uh, Saints. I think Herbie sounded like he was hacking up well, along at times too. Yeah, everyone's got it. It's crazy. Chicago and, and I don't uh, think I don't think Al Michaels has got it. He sounded healthy as a horse. Oh, well, yeah. Now they don't need him on NBC anymore. How about your guy, Tyler? We have not talked about this. Your guy Noah yeah. took his job. I was with him uh, last weekend. You know what was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did Noah? Noah stabbed him in the back, huh? Well, yes. He he told me he woke up from a nap and then found out he had the job. So that's how he found out. So explain to people who don't know your connection to Noah Eagle. Yeah, so Noah Eagle was one of my college roommates. I, I went to school with him for four years at Syracuse. We're the same age. Um, and then we did all like the radio and TV stuff in college, called games together, went on the road, traveling, all that fun stuff. So we, uh, And then we've been friends pretty much ever since. So he now does the Peacock and NBC Game of the Week for the Big Ten on NBC, and then he also is going to be doing some stuff with... He, he's, he actually called a Bears game. He called that Bears-Saints playoff game that was on Nickelodeon. So he's right. been known for the Nickelodeon broadcast, and now he sort of graduated out of that, although he is doing the Super Bowl, I think, on Nickelodeon this year. Did wow. Al Michaels call him? And, uh, and, and Not that I know of. No, I, I do not By know By the way, why is, why is he taking a nap at the age of 26 or 27? That's Al's a good point. A that's, that's Al's a good out point. there on the golf course playing 18. Why is Noah Eagle taking naps? I don't know. I mean, people like to nap. What can I say? People are we going to take naps? Are we going to have Noah on the the week of the playoff game? We can have him on. Yeah, we've I can never, get We've not had him on since you've been on the show. Yeah, no. Um, I think well, he's going to be on, a Bears game. Yeah, he's been on with Carmen and Yurko when the, there was the Nickelodeon game, but that's the only game that, or that's the only time he's been on the station. But he he would be more than happy to come on the week of the playoff game. All right, good, good, and and you could bring him in and stuff. I sure. Mean, well, I want to hear some. I want to hear some good roommate stories. 
Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> by the way, our quarterback played pretty well for us last night. It was a good decision by us to insert Matthew Stafford into the lineup in our uh, semifinal matchup with well, Jeff Meller. The wagon's Just rolling. to say that. The wagon's rolling right but now. The Rams are rolling. I know your fantasy team's rolling, but that the Rams are rolling right now. It's a, it's a pretty good football team. Yes. I mean, they're not elite, but they're a team there. They're feisty. That's not a team you would want to face if you're like the Eagles or, you know, I don't know, whoever else. If, if you're the team that wins the NFC South, like, you don't want to see, you don't want to see the Rams. I think we, right? uh, yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. get over I, this, You got to stop smoking, man. What are you I put, up to? I like put some vapor rub on my chest just now. Oh, he needs the steroid cough drops. The yeah, ones oh, that gosh. I showed you, Waddle. You got to get I them. have some cough drops down here, but Which ones not do you this... have, though? I have the Trader Joe's. No, 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 You need, no, no, you need no. the Vicks well, Vapor. You need the Vicks well, Vapo is... Cool Severe Cough Drops. You'll end up on the Mitchell Report after you take yeah. those Oh, really? Like, they're that bad? So no good. doubt. Like they're, yeah. they're so This is good. menthol, though. This is cough yeah. suppressant oral uh, anesthetic. Uh, is that the word? Like, It's not a suppository, right? Uh, I'm I, I not a doctor. Right? You've, uh, yeah. you've lost me. You, no, I, y- yes. What is A N E S T H E T I C? Anesthetic. Yes. Anesthetic. Yeah. It's an oral anesthetic. As opposed to what? What does that mean? A non-oral anesthetic. I just put a vapo cool severe uh, a Vicks. I can hear cough it. Drop. And and by the way, my nose will be dripping here in about two or three minutes because it is so effective. Well, wait a minute. Isn't it supposed to make it not drip? No, it, it clears out your sinuses. Yeah, it flushes you. It flushes you, mm. baby. Mm. It's really good. Can I take Adam? It's not Joel- candy the way that the way that you you buy cough drops like Smith Brothers in their oh, candy. Oh, those those were the best. Like if back you were a in kid, we always talk about candy. right in second grade. You would always want those. They were like gummy bears, like not quite, but like really hard gummy bears. You know what I mean? Do you, do you know the red ones I'm talking about? Yeah. I don't yeah, know if they, they were, were like Smith candy. Brothers. They, yes. They were like candy. Oh, if you got the note, because they we were never allowed to have candy in class, but if you got the note that, yes, your 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 parents said that you were allowed to have these in class, that was a big deal. Well, that was trading a forge note that says signed Barb Silverman. Mm-hmm. What did you say? I said, Who did you that? start trading them? Like uh, like you're at the lunch table, you're trading these uh, gummies. No, I wasn't. No, you kept them for yourself. You 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 hogged them. There was no trading uh, those Smith brothers or whatever they were called. When is the last time you took cough medicine? I, I I've been taking it nonstop for the last really. Five, five I haven't days. taken like a syrupy cough medicine in probably. I'm years. taking a pill. I'm taking first of all like a I got a, a prescription pill. And then I'm lacing it in with a um, an over-the-counter pill. I'm doing every three hours. It's but probably not, not what I'm supposed sick. to you don't do. Have, you don't have the flu. You don't have a virus. All you have is just a scratchy voice. All I have is a cough, a, a total annoying cough, and I'm not even really coughing up anything. It's just an so it's an- kind of a fake sickness. doesn't Which- sound like a real sickness. <laughs> Who is that? Did Meller just come in with his his, his goofy laugh? Meller's out. No, that was Meller's out. I know. I just Meller laughed. It sounded like a Meller laugh. That was you, Tyler? That was me, yes. That was a very Meller-esque laugh. 
Well, it doesn't sound like like it's. It, you told us you went to the doctor and went through a series of tests, and you got a clean bill of health. I did, except for the cough. I'm I'm trying to get the the. I got to get rid of the cough. I'm drinking. I think tea. it's a fake illness. Why are you? What are you talking of fake illness? You know what I'm doing. Also, I am taking a, a teaspoon of honey every two hours. You ever do that? No, I'm not. I, I'm not. Not a grandfather yet. I'm not doing that yet. <laughs> No. Why, is that, why is that being a grandfather? Which sounds like an old person's uh, remedy for. What about gargling salt water? Have Haven't you done, done that? that in years either. I've that, not. I've not gargled. I find that helps. Is really? that for, for a cough or for, for your a voice? Cough or like anything with your throat? Yeah. Hmm. I'm not done that. I've, I'm drinking hot water with a honey, Lit, tea every now and then. I don't like the tea. That, uh, you know, my wife has bought me the, the green teas, and I don't like the taste of them. Green teas gives me diarrhea. <laughs> I'm serious. It does. Tea gives me diarrhea. You know how coffee sometimes can can agitate your digestive system, and it kind of <laughs> makes it a little <laughs> bit. Picture tea gives me di- Green tea gives His me diarrhea. It stinks anyway. And then, yes. Just saying. This green, is my fifth cup of coffee on the day. Green tea a bomb on it. <laughs> Don't, yeah, just, don't give me green tea, man. <laughs> that's like that's like lighting a fuse. He's running it. What was what was the term we got the other day on the air? Um, who said the term? Was it Yurko or what was it? What was the term about when you have to run to the bathroom? Someone used. Oh, yeah. the green apple uh, two step. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The green, the green tea, apple two steps. It's the green tea two step. The green tea two steps. If I drank green tea, it wouldn't go well. It's like a laxative for me. I'm just I'm serious. I want to tell you. Now that would be a good prank. You talked about like Waddle. You brought up about putting eye drops in someone's drink. You can't. Yeah, do no, that. no. I've never, I've never done that. That was a Waddle's World story. And the person <laughs> who did Florida it went to or jail. Ohio story. Yeah, yeah, I went to jail. That would be a good prank for us to do to Waddle. Is pour a little green tea in his in his coffee or in in like one of his drinks. <laughs> I would recognize it. I would recognize it and throw Watch it out. Watch him run to the bathroom. Well, it's not instantaneous. I mean, it would take a while to go through the system. You eat pretzels and you run to the bathroom with diarrhea. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right. We got Waddle's World coming up next. Merry Christmas. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. I gotta say, the weirdness, I was just telling Tyler, it's not nearly as amped up as I expected during the holiday season. Like, no? I'm all over these different sites. I look for, uh, you know, outrageous stories, and there's, it's really, people are behaving. I guess it's a good thing. It's bad for the show, but it's a good thing. Uh, Waddle's World is brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. You know what I just found in my folder, though? I found my list of the top ten most important bears 
from the start of the season, mm-hmm. how I've written it out, and I have my sheets. Well. The Bears win-loss, win-loss, win-loss predictor. Have you gone back over and seen how your predictions to this point have uh, played out? I've not. I had I them at eight and nine. I don't even know where to find it. I have them at eight and nine. I had them. This is how I had them. I had them winning against the Packers. That's kicking the nuts. I had them winning at Tampa, losing at Kansas City, losing at the Broncos, losing at the Washington Commanders, winning at home against the Vikings, winning against the Raiders, losing to the Chargers, losing to the New Orleans, uh, the Saints, winning against the Panthers, losing at Detroit, losing at Minnesota. Uh, beating the Lions at home after the bye, losing to Cleveland, and then winning against the the Cardinals and the Falcons, and then losing at Green Bay. I think I chose or predicted that they would go, they would go three and three in the division and win their home games against the division uh, foes and lose the road games. And you realize if in fact they go to Green Bay in the final game of the season, that's one goal that they will accomplish is is splitting with the division. Well, yeah, and we never thought that the way they started, that that would right. be the case. Right. So I had them at 8 and 9, mm-hmm. and currently... Joniak had that, them at 11 and uh, 6. Yeah, yeah, that's not, no, not going to happen. I just thought it would uh, step back in the Wayback Machine and actually look at... At, at the end of the season, five. we need to, or maybe the last week of the season, we need to go through your most important Bears list. Yeah. Yeah, there's some guys on this list that... Right, I have a quiz for you guys later. One that's stuff. not there, not here anymore. Um, anyway, did you see this story? Um, Charlie Sheen, uh, his neighbor was arrested for trying to strangle him. I did. Charlie. I saw something on, uh, here's a surprise, on Instagram. That, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so what happened? Uh, actor Charlie Sheen's neighbor allegedly forced her way into his Malibu home and attempted to attack him on Wednesday. The TMZ reported the neighbor is a 47-year-old woman whose name has not been released. She reportedly tore Sheen's shirt and made a move to strangle the two-and-a-half-men star before retreating to her own house. So her TMZ, your source for all of your information... She was later arrested and booked for assault with a deadly weapon and burglary. Sheen told police he has no idea what prompted the woman's attack, but he believe, he believes she's attempted to start a beef with him before after she allegedly poured a sticky substance all over his car. Oof. So this is a neighbor. This isn't like a stalker who is just like stalking him from a different neighborhood. This is actually someone who lives in that neighborhood. Yes. And this comes, this ordeal comes just a couple weeks after the actor told People Magazine that he has quit alcohol and is focused these days on raising his kids. Next month, he said, I'll be six years sober. I have a very consistent lifestyle now. It's all about single dad stuff and raising my 14-year-old twin boys, Max and Bob. He was, I, I loved his TV show, Two and a Half Men. I thought it was great. And then he just went sideways in a manner in which I don't know that... We've ever seen kind of in modern days. Do you remember what his catchphrase was or his catchword was when he when he got when he was uh, when he got very famous again on uh, social media? I forgot. Tyler, you remember? I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Wasn't it winning? Yes, that's it. Winning, winning. He's a different. 
Different cat. Different. Very different. different. Um, Al is his ex-wife who's from here. What's her name? She's she's all... Uh, Denise Richards? Yeah, she's she's nuts on uh, the Housewives. She's, oh, a, she's on the Housewives? She's fighting with everyone on the Housewives. Who's on that show now? Don't know. I just it's see... Uh, don't from, lie. It's I don't... I Honestly, I hate that show. You know me. She's, I think, in like one of the... How do you know she's on the show then if you you hate the show? Just because she's famous and because it's on because my wife's watching and she's the only one I recognize. I yeah. think she's on one of the East Coast shows like New Jersey or New York. I think. I have see. I can say this and I'm not saying Where this is it LA. I don't know. In any fashion to say I'm better than you, but I've never seen a single episode of that crap. Because you don't sit with your wife and watch TV. You just go to a different room. My wife doesn't watch that stuff. And you're right. When I come home, like, after being on the show, like, I'm not a a, a hermit. But I just, like, I don't want to talk to anybody for a while. So I just go into my television room and watch TV for a while for, like, a half hour or so. Then I come out and kind of reintroduce myself to my family. Half hour, my ass. Last night, my girlfriend asked for... What, what is uh, Housewives on? Peacock? Uh, I think it's I uh, E. E? Or, or, or whatever. No, or Bravo, Bravo. Bravo. I'm sorry. She yeah. asked for my password last night because her dad was asleep. She's back in New Jersey. Her dad was asleep, and she didn't want to wake him up to get the password. So I had to give her a password so she could watch uh, Housewives last night. Well, so it, it, like everything's got a password these days. Yeah, if you're going to stream it. Yeah. So Denise Richards is on uh, Beverly Hill, the Housewives of Beverly Hills. See, I didn't even oh, know which which one. I watched a movie two nights ago. My wife got home. Uh, I picked her up from the airport yesterday. So I was before that. I was in bed every night at like eight thirty watching TV, and I watched a movie called Daniel. Have you guys seen it on HBO? It's like this documentary that this young man did. He was Can- he was a Canadian guy. From the time he was like seven or eight years old, and maybe even earlier, he filmed his entire life. Oh, it's really sad. Isn't it's a couple old? years old, right? Yeah. I I don't know how old it is. I watched it. I I didn't think it was. I thought it was a new presentation. Okay, so and and it was sad. Oh yeah, and he believes that actually he ends up getting sick. And he believes that it's because, like, he goes all over the world, traveled all over the world, and everywhere he goes, he takes something. He was in a Mayan ruin cave, and they told him not to take something. He took a stone. Oh, no. And when he got back, he immediately got sick with leukemia. Well, why did he take something? Because uh, it's what he, he didn't, he was what, you know, that was his thing. To take a souvenir from him? Yeah, it, I mean, it was one of those shows that, like, if you're looking to be lifted up, it's not. Don't, don't, don't watch go. it. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, but it was. Is it was that your what to watch for today? No, because I'm trying to give you something a little bit more encouraging than that. You watch Dodger baseball. That's what you need to watch. I love uh, because they just they just uh, they just signed uh, star pitcher Yamamoto to a 12 year, 325 million dollar deal. There's no deferred money here, right? Isn't that what you said? Yeah, not one dollar. Not just that, but the Dodgers will also pay an additional $50.6 million posting, posting fee. Mm-hmm. What is that all about? What is the posting fee? They do that in soccer, too, don't they? Yeah, you got to buy him out of his, uh, his, his rights in Japan. 
Do they just have an enormous advantage over the other Major League Baseball teams because of their local television uh, deal, or is it just deep pockets they spend in that's deep pockets? Part of it that's is unbelievable. Probably that they're an ownership group, and it's not just an, an individual or a family that owns them too. You never hear the Dodgers having to take out a loan to meet payroll the way like the, no. the Padres did. And he's a he's a Northwestern guy, the guy who owns yes. uh, the Dodgers and his group. He's got magic in his group. Hmm. Do you see a UFO was caught on camera hovering above Air Force One at LAX during uh, the president's fundraising trip to Los Angeles? There's that video. Was just the Dodgers' money just uh, coming in no. and no, dropping it not- into... That's not extraterrestrial money. That's live. That's 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 human money. So what did, uh, what, did, you, did you see the video of it? Oh yeah, there's a picture of it. What does it look so, like? It's like a silver orb that is significantly higher up in the air above um, the uh, the the Air Force One. And so it's and that's that's weird because it knows Air Force One now, so it knows where the leader is. Uh, that I don't know. Zeroing in on sure. our leader. That that I'm not sure of. I'm not That's sure kind of scary. That. It could be or could not be. No I, political I, I jokes know. here either. No political. Like I don't want. It's I, not where I, I was going. It was a it not was you. A, I, I hear people ET in their joke. cars. Yeah. No. Extraterrestrial joke. Um. What else did I see? Did you see that there was something about Bill Belichick talking about underinflated footballs, kicking balls for the Chiefs and the Patriots game? They were underinflated. He, he brought we don't have up? anything to do with it. He said, we were aware of it. Yeah, definitely, Belichick said. As I understand it, they were all the same. I don't know what the explanation is. It was the same for both teams. You'd have to talk to the league about what happened on that, that part of it. They control that. Belichick said the kicking footballs used in the first half of their loss to the Kansas City Chiefs were underinflated by two to two and a half pounds. They do. The league does control the K-balls. Yeah. By the way, really what, how are you expecting the final, like the final, at the end of the final game, the Patriots play on that Monday? Are you expecting there to be an announcement that Bill Belichick will no longer be the coach of the Patriots? I, I don't know how it's going to work. Uh, are are, 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 are you expecting, expecting him to be fired, like a mutual parting of the ways? Uh, I, I don't think it will be referred to as a firing because I don't think you take the greatest coach in NFL history and you know, I, I I think you give him the courtesy of suggesting that this was a parting of the ways. This was mutually decided upon, so it's not necessarily a firing. I would think that's the way that they'll do it, right? I mean, what, can you, know? you imagine if if Bill Belichick um, and the Patriots have a mutual parting of the ways? Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have yeah. a mutual parting of the ways, and the Bears keep Eberflus. <laughs> Can you imagine if that would happen? Oh, I could. Yeah, I could. I could. I'm not expecting that. But I, I you know, I wouldn't say it, there's a 0% chance of that. Courtney scared me yesterday. Courtney, when, when her giving us a 45% chance that Eberflus is back, that scared me yesterday. Are you going to have to write another article and see if you can influence them <laughs> up at Alice Hall? Made, did you see Jesse's article? I always read Jesse's articles. You no, know you don't. Jesse wrote the article. You, you, you said the other day, you go, hey, I saw this article out there. I saw the headline. And, and, and then we're like, yeah, Jesse wrote it. And, and he I was in studio it. with us. I, I went and read it afterwards. I'm giving Jesse a little bit of, of, of love here. 
Major League Baseball Competition Committee tinkers with the pitch time and the base pads. I don't know how significant this oh, yeah. is going to be. Uh, they're including subtracting two seconds from the pitch timer with men on base from 20 to 18 seconds, while also widening the runner's lane to first bla- uh, first base. I also heard that it, there could be a vote on not allowing any players to block any base. And that would be a very dangerous thing for baseball to do because then it would it would it would make umpires have to judge everything. Very you know, subjective rule. Yes, and that's no good. So yeah. don't don't make these rules too hard to navigate through. Don't, don't. you like I, I mean you so you can block the base at second base if somebody's stealing. But 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 the deterrent is is you may catch a uh, uh, a spike right in the in the nugs, right? Like, I mean, I, I guess I don't mean, but like, and and I think like they they're debating about making that oh like that you cannot block any base. You know, we we we've already gone through this home plate thing, right. and the home plate thing has really changed it. I think for the worse. Like, and they're trying to make it safer for the catchers. Because of the Buster Posey thing, but I, it don't make these these rules harder to to judge for the umpires. It's yeah. hard enough to call a game. I'm with you. All right, we got to take a break. When we come back, I'm hoping that we have a thrilling holiday version of Florida, Ohio. Oh, good. Let's amp up the crazy when we come and- back. Football. Horse racing, burgers, beer, and so much more. Have a winning weekend at the newly remodeled Club Hawthorne Betting Bars featuring cash betting at PointsBet Sportsbooks. Find a location near you at HawthorneBettingBars.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER to get help. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Ah. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. That's right. Florida or Ohio is brought to you by our great friends and partners at 19 Crimes Wine. Pick up a bottle for your holiday. What's that? You drink it tonight? I am not. No, I'm still like till I'm over the the sickness. My plan is. Do you know what people used to do back in the day when they'd catch a bug like that? They try to drown it in some some whiskey or something. I know. Is that is that proven though for today? It is as far as you know. All right. So, 19 Crimes Wine drown your cough in uh, one of their uh, soothe, red soothe blends. Your soothe your cough. Yeah. I don't think that's what they want. I think when you're healthy, pick up a bottle and celebrate the holiday season with a bottle of 19 crimes wherever you pick up your wine. Chug, 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 chug. My, my chug. plan is uh, Sunday uh, after the Bears game or at least after halftime when my halftime show. Yes, the kids are going to be at the game. Uh, so I'm going to... You stop it. That's my my, Mason, my, my plan is to uh, drink after the halftime show. 
I'm hoping I'm healthy by that. And then, of course, on Christmas Day. Okay. Uh, drive home safely from the game. I won't drive. Okay. Just what do you got? Be safe. Man says he found a crack pipe in his McDonald's takeout order. I, I saw out. this, but I didn't read where it was. I saw Get this out. online. Started so this nine? is what he's saying. Time out. Time out. Let me, let, me, let me guess. He gets busted and says, I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't my crap, crack pipe. I found it in my bag of McDonald's food that I just bought. So right? this is what... So officials in the state inspected a local McDonald's after a customer said he discovered a crack pipe in one of the fast food chain's takeout bags. Um, the It all started around 9.15 when he found the suspected drug paraphernalia after placing an order. A.M. or P.M.? A.M. Ooh, the general, breakfast. Yeah, early, early uh, bird a, gets the crack. <laughs> he had right? a early bird gets the crack. Isn't that right? A steak bagel, two hash browns, two holiday pies, and an egg McMuffin at the drive-thru. There's what no doubt pies? that is... What that is, is a crack order what's right a there. Steak bagel. Yeah, I know. Wait, where is this McDonald's? Well, you're well, about I mean, to find out in a little bit. Guess. Yeah. Uh, the general manager who's been with the company for six years told the sanitarian that she packed the order in the bag, double folded it, and then handed it off to a female employee who then gave it to the customer, says the report. A steak bagel. I'm trying to think if that would be. He's stuck on steak bagel. Well, I'm trying to figure out why you got a crack pipe in your McDonald's bag. Uh, yes, but I'm trying to think if it's more to a region. Like, if is Florida more crack steak is bagel? Whack. Like, I've yes. not heard of a McDonald's with a steak bagel. Uh, they have that in Bonita Springs. Bonita Springs. So I ask you, are we finding crack in our McDonald's in Florida or Ohio? I just gave you. Benita I think Springs, it's a big. Uh, I think they're doing uh, a steak bagel in, um, like, in a suburb of Cleveland. No chance. Like I know the like the crack pipe would lead me to Florida, with Miami. So you know what? Think long, think wrong. Forget yeah. the bagel. Forget everything about it. Crack pipe means Miami. I'm Boom. going to suburb of Miami. I like the cut of your jib or the jib Smoky? of your cut or whatever they say. Oh, give me, give me Dayton, Ohio. Smoky. I, oh. Yeah, I was, I was leaning Ohio. Um, I, I'll stick there. Good feeling. Took place in Columbus, Ohio. Wow, wow. wow. I was close. Thinking you know what? We should have, we should have had Smoky say first. And then just followed yeah, his lead. Followed the crack pipe. <laughs> Jeez, Damn. guys. No, I'm just. I just Probably said put it because you there. got it right. Probably you got it right. There. You've not been down that smoky uh, thing, have no, you? No, of course not. Of course not. Let's stop I, it. Oh, I, 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 I'm still more interested in in knowing about it. What you was it? Get a steak okay. bagel. Yes. Where do like where does McDonald's serve the steak bagel? Are we sure it's on a sausage bagel? It, it was steak. Steak. Says, we call sausage steak in the in the Buckeye State. Oh. Yeah. I mean, and what is holiday pie? No, I'm joking. You tell me. Get me some of that holiday pie. I don't have anything to add. I think it's time to go to break. Swaddle and Sylvie.